This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. future we're talking real money hi this is tom cock thanks for joining me here on talking real money those of you old enough to remember can remember new coke yeah you remember when coca-cola rolled that out in 1985 they were losing sales to pepsi and other brands and they decided they needed to do something a new product to get things going new coke well the people that Drank a lot of the old Coke. Didn't think that was a great idea. And after about six months, new Coke went, like a lot of other things, on the scrap heap. I worry that our business, the investment business, wants to come up with that new product all the time. I think Nobel Prize winner Gene Fama once said, Wall Street comes up with like eight or ten new ideas every week. And he said after 50 years of being around the business, he's come up with about five new ideas total. And so recently I read with a kind of jaded look at the latest new hot product that may impact the world that I'm in, which is around indexing and more passive type of investing. And this is called direct indexing, direct indexing. Well, let's talk a little bit about this. I'm taking this from an article that Ron Lieber wrote for the New York Times and you probably know already what indexing is, right? That is taking your money, putting it into a mutual fund or an exchange-traded fund that mirrors a particular index. It could be the S&P 500. It could be the global index, which is how we think you should invest, which is way more stocks than 500. Vanguard has a very fine product that uh, in one fund, the Vanguard uh, world index you can own about nine thousand securities at a very very low price but direct indexing is well i wish the trumpets were sounding it's an improvement on indexing and some big people are getting into this blackrock paid a billion dollars to snap up a firm that's done this schwab and goldman sachs have made uh, acquisitions in the area as well and here's direct indexing well, it starts out with the index, right? You own that particular group of stocks. But here's where the personal part comes into all this. You decide, you, the investor, decide, well, I don't want to own XYZ company. Okay, we'll throw that out. Or I want to be focused on environmental, social, or governance issues. Okay, we'll get rid of gun stocks or maybe avoid those companies that are, you know, not living up to their promises. And... They promise you you can avoid capital gains taxes because they're going to use computers. They're going to be buying and selling the securities inside of those, depending on uh, what's up, what's down, and trying to reduce your tax bill. So again, direct indexing allows you, the investor, to try to make some of those decisions, especially around companies, as I said, especially around issues, and they'll help reduce your tax bill. Now, let's pull up these apart a little bit. By the way, they're doing this, they say, at a very low fee, like 15 basis points, which is terrific. That's very inexpensive. 
But let's pull these apart. First of all, the idea that you as an investor would say, well, I don't want to own that stock. And in their case, they're saying you wouldn't want to own it because maybe you own a lot of shares of it somewhere else. Okay, well, the better, in my mind, better solution would be to unload the shares, not to not buy them. And remember, if you own an index of 9,000 companies, your exposure to Google, for example, is still pretty small. I don't think this is the way to handle that. And I also think what you're going to find is people say, well, I hate Starbucks for whatever reason. And I'm not saying I hate Starbucks, but one company and you pull it out might be a fatal error because remember, a lot of the returns of the market have come from a very small number of stocks. You could be throwing out one of the ones that has created or will create a lot of return. Then the second part of this, if you're focusing on environmental, social, or governance issues, you're hearing more and more about ESG. Well, you can buy mutual funds that already have that and ETFs at very low prices. And then the other promise about this aspect of capital gains tax. Well, first of all, there's very few investors, especially small ones who they're trying to aim this product at, that really have a capital gains tax problem. But if you do, well, guess what? There are already mutual funds that, that manage money this way and exchange-traded funds that can even do better than those mutual funds. So there's products that take care of all of those things, Right. And here's the part that scares me the most. I just always get worried when somebody says this product is great because the public's going to love it. There's a quote in this article that says the lack of an engaged end in, in, in let me say this again. The lack of an engaged end consumer is what stymies innovation in the entire financial services industry. Let's think about that. That What they're saying is the fact that you're not really overly interested in what's going on is the reason that you're not overly interested, which in my mind is a good thing. We know the people that trade stocks. We know the people that chase returns. We know that people try to find the hot hand. Most of the time end up with less. I think a, a Nobel laureate, a number one, not Fama, said something like, Investing should be like watching paint dry or grass grow. It should not be exciting. It does not need engagement. And those who are engaged end up generally with less. Direct investing, I think it may end up on the scrap heap of uh, financial services history. And by the way, while you're thinking about that, does anybody have a can of Coke? I'm Tom Cock. Talking real money. Realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.